0: said is Brooks in motion is land they toss it to him it's the reverse Basquin throws and it's Hurts for the touchdown Lincoln Riley digging into the bag of tricks for the score hello and welcome back to the schooner pod I'm your host Bobby Howard with me today as always Ty Lee Ty after a huge bedlam win how are you feeling about the
1: Sooners I'm feeling good, uh, at least going into next week. So I don't, I don't want to cast a bunch of projections beyond that because who knows what it's going to be. But going into next week, I'm feeling very good. Definitely, and
0: I, I think it's, it's easy to kind of forget about all the problems OU has had in the month of November um, outside of Bedlam because you know, you see. It's nice to see OU figure it out completely and have a game like they had against Oklahoma State, um, but it's it's super easy to just be like, oh yeah, this is who they are now probably, but um, in general, what a fantastic performance from OU front to back.
1: Yeah, I think so. Defensively, we really saw it, which is uh, always awesome to see, and uh, again, with the game management as well.
0: Yeah and really it's with that game management that was the defining factor in that are you in that game against uh, Oklahoma State um, several drives that just you know really went on for a while uh, just really grinding it out a lot of you know downfield running from Kennedy Brooks great performance from him um, really a lot of what we've seen since the second half of Baylor into TCU and now with the added, very important note that uh, we did not turn the ball over once,
1: yeah, yeah, which is
0: huge De- I mean definitely it's I mean Alex Grinch talks about it you know turnovers change a game that goes the same for the offense can't give the ball up as many times as we have with uh, Jalen and crew um, but you know th-
1: especially in a game like that well yeah. just any any rivalry game or anywhere where you're playing a team that is a threat. I mean, definitely, and you know,
0: Boone Pickens Stadium was was definitely uh, pretty, pretty go- going pretty um,
1: intense on Saturday. Uh, the I, I didn't, I didn't notice close. actually. Yeah, we uh, we sat directly in front of the OU band. Like, I I was standing next to the drum major. Literally, like his little like stepping stool was set up next to me. So all we heard the whole time was just the band. Which, which was, is actually really cool.
0: It's a cool experience. Um, Bedlam's particularly interesting because they try to play Boomer Sooner as much as possible. Which is always really funny.
1: Yeah, it was uh, at first, um, I was speaking to some of our friends that I was standing with. And uh, they, it, I actually we just straight up asked the, the drum major at one point, um, when do you guys play And when do you not? And the answer was basically along the lines of they have a sort of criteria at home games for when they play what songs and stuff and try to keep the atmosphere. And then he said for this one, we pretty much just play Boomer Sooner every time we can as long as we're not going to get penalized. So (laughs) it was confusing because there were points where like we'd be on defense OSU would get a first down and then they just start playing boomer sooner. And it's like <laughs> like not even good things. Like when the uh, interception got overturned and OSU ha- like got the ball back and was celebrating that that first half interception by Motley, that got overturned cuz he was out of bounds a- according to the replay. They just started playing boomer sooner again. So it was <laughs> it was funny, but uh it's always funny to see like their cheer and palm go out there and do their performance and our band just rounds them out and stuff like that so
0: yeah it really is just psychological warfare if you really think about it it's, yeah it's it's a musical version of no the... i mean
1: it was it was making the osu fans mad i there was a a clip going around today actually of the the osu fan flipping everyone off yeah um, yeah that that's actually right in front of where we were right in front of the band you see the guy in the black jacket talking to him is one of our band directors. Um, so it was, it was <laughs> pretty funny. Oh my funny. god, that's great!
0: I, I, just they really, really particularly hate it. I, I definitely noticed it in uh, where I was sitting. The amount of people just kind of commenting on it, and it's 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 great. <laughs> and uh, I actually was uh, still in the stadium. Try I was trying to text and find a couple of my friends, see where the play yeah, was we, at, out. Out service the game. was not great. No, it wasn't. It was not great, and uh, I was just staying up there while I could. And out of nowhere, they started playing "Boomer Sooner," so I had to, you know, turn my attention to that. Uh, and it was thankfully it was documented by uh, one of the gu- uh, pistol firing guys, so it's pretty great. Um, <laughs> I just, I just, I, I just, I love the atmosphere of Bedlam and Stillwater because they just—it is pure hate. It's like sitting. It's like sitting on the Texas side, but everyone particularly hates you even more. Um, And there is no other. There is no OU side, so yeah, it's just great. But um, other than that, what 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 uh, notes do you have from your first Bedlam experience?
1: Uh, As far as as far as game notes, um, I'm gonna have to say again. It's I don't want to you know, sort of have a self-fulfilling prophecy or toot my own horn, so to speak, but it seemed like the play calling was what I was saying that we've been needing to do. If you if you look back to the pod um, with you and, and Jameson and I, I think it was after the Kansas State loss, and I described what I thought the ideal play calling situation was for our offense in terms of best utilizing the skills that we have, um, and I said, "Hey, I want those changes." I, you know what? Maybe it was after was it after the Baylor comeback that we had this dis- discussion. We've
0: talked about it a lot. It was either after Baylor or Kansas. State. I think
1: it was after Baylor because uh, we talked about the the duality of the first and second halves. Yeah, uh, but the the play calling was playing to our strengths, and that worked tremendously because of the clock management. And this was a, a crazy fast. I just want to get this out there. This was uh one of the fastest time-wise OU games. Um, I'm sure someone has a stat on it. It's the, one of the fastest ones that I can remember ever, and it has to be the fastest Bedlam game in at least 20 years. So like the first half, the first half was over in an hour. Like from it was like an hour and five to 10 minutes from kick, we were at halftime. And the game itself, I think, was right on the dot of three hours, which is just ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I mean, just looking at, <laughs> just literally just looking at uh, my text from, you know, trying to get in contact with everyone, it was, it was on the dot three hours, pretty much.
1: No, so, it, it, around it, uh, like, I think uh, it actually, I did hear on the radio, so I don't know how true it is, but I, I heard that it was on the nose, like, to the second three hours because of the weird rule that they called it at the end. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the first we're... half literally was no more than 10 minutes over an hour.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was precisely, like, there at the end, which I... I don't... I, I like a quick game, but it was kind of... It did it did feel like time was just flew by, which, um...
1: Which it, did. It, it mean... did. it did.
0: It was kind of... Well, because it was kind of army-ish, the way both teams were playing, because... I wouldn't say well, army. Everyone was running. We because not only not only our both teams' strength, uh, honestly, the run game, but the wind was crazy.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't know if you noticed up from where you were sitting, but the wind was really, really bad. Well, I know you noticed because we were holding kickoffs um, for a, a solid portion of the game.
0: Yeah, no, the, the kickoff, the ball kept falling off the tee. You could just look at the flag and see that things were going insane out there. And I mean it. And then walking out, it was was just brutally windy, Um, which is, I mean, it's a factor, and it it helps us, because we do love to, we love to run the football now. I'm glad Lincoln made that adjustment. Uh, A lot of people, because we we talked about it, that we wanted that to happen. Even in preseason, we've touched on it, that, you know, they might need to make adjustments from your standard uh, OU offense, and
1: and they finally
0: got around to it, really.
1: And, and, and we did but we kept those this is lincoln riley at my favorite of him because we kept those lincoln riley isms or those lincoln riley plays in our back pocket we use them appropriately and, and uh conservatively and that's how you get you know the jalen hurts receiving touchdown yep the Baker and, special yeah and, and and stuff like that oh you did it before philly did by the way yep <laughs> um but yeah, you get you get stuff like that, and you know, it's awesome to see trick play touchdowns by OU and in, in a bedlam game, of course, but it's you know, when we're not trying to do one a quarter and stuff like that, they the effectiveness is increased. Yeah. So, they play within themselves. Within. Yeah, and we still had some deep throws. I mean we had a almost twenty yard pass um to Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, the Ramondre-Kroll route. That was crazy. Yeah, all sorts of just very interesting new looks and, and things like that. So, yeah, the I guess we can maybe do you want to jump into game balls for the offense since we've kind of covered the offense here?
0: Yeah, no, we touched into pretty much everything on offense. I was really impressed with a lot of guys, obviously. Uh, very balanced game receiving. Um, very, very balanced game just all around, but... Um, I don't know. It's it, game balls. Get, this one's, this one's tough. I think I'm going to go with, um, it's hard. It's hard to go back to Kennedy Brooks again, but what a performance from him. 22 carries 160 yards and a touchdown averaging 7.3 yards per carry. That's just awesome. So yeah. I got, I, I, I just got to call it. Like, well, like, like I see it, I think Brooks is the, uh, gets the game ball there.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, so my, my offensive game ball. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Lincoln Riley for the play calling. Honestly, um, you know, knowing to put it in the hands of, you know, who we need to put it into, and, and playing to our strengths. And I think that was our biggest strength offensively. was just the play calling. You know, running because we per- had prepared for that Chuba Hubbard threat. And you know, maintaining the time of possession, playing it safe with the turnovers, and and just very masterfully calling the the trickier, the big stuff when we needed to. So, yeah, I'll I'll go to Lincoln Riley. Uh, one last note on the offense: very surprisingly, um, although he, he he did have a drop in the end zone, but C.D. Lamb with four receptions and only thirty six yards, uh, yeah. very uncharacteristic yeah very
0: low for lamb uh still led the team in reception or in receiving yards um but yeah no it wasn't a huge game for cd um and i think a lot of that has to do with how our drives were constructed just kind of grinded out you know just grounded pound type of type of uh type of drives it was Mm -hmm. i mean incredible but uh, that ninety, I think it was 98, 93 some like yard drive that we had to uh, yeah. really put the game on ice was incredible. Um, but really, in general, just a astoundingly great performance from OU. And this is this is the type of OU offense you want to see going into the postseason, into the Big Twelve Championship, into a potential playoff appearance. This is what you want, and this is this is the type of team that gives you the best shot to beat teams like. Uh, like Baylor
1: yeah yeah and, and you know what else um I'm gonna change mine just real quick okay game ball shout out to Gabe Berkic who his long was 42 uh but he was four for four extra points two for two on field goals uh for so for 10 points and just the way that he was kicking out there in that wind um just tremendous oh yeah tremendous play uh you know, dealing with with kickoffs and with you know getting it through the uprights with that wind that we were dealing with there. So I I say big shout out to him because um, I mean you know a third of our points were through him. So you got to give him credit there.
0: Yeah, and really shout out to both kickers. Not a yeah, single yeah. extra point.
1: Zola or... also had had ten points. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, over that's, half that's of OSU's it. points.
0: Yeah, I mean that's insane. I mean, just great kicking in a very tough atmosphere. Although to he
1: he had one, I don't. We were like directly parallel to the upright. One of OSU's kicks had it been literally a yard more, would have been short.
0: There yeah, was one I, that
1: was just so like just barely made it in. But yeah, he you know he was perfect as well with a 43 long and 10 points. So y'all yeah, go both kickers for a dual game ball.
0: Yeah, I I, 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 we're just gonna keep it to Burkich because he won. But I guess, but, but, but either way, both kickers were very impressive. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't removing. Sorry, A game ball and honorable. Name. I yeah 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 yeah. He he, he got one and he got a game ball and defeat. I don't. I it would be kind of funny giving a game. I don't know game ball to OSU's kicker, but. The yeah. MVP, Oklahoma State's true MVP is their kicker. They without him, they were they would be no, nowhere. But pretty much, um, <laughs> let's talk about the real story of this game that I was really impressed with. For weeks, people have been dogging on them, even though it really wasn't necessary or worth it, or really accurate to the game. But the Oklahoma defense showed out absolutely big uh, on Saturday. obvious only only one touchdown. And, um, you know, was they were really, really stout in the red zone. It's really, really hard to knock OU's defensive performance. And um, once again, great performance from Grinch's crew. Uh, just flying around, really making an impact on that front line. Really shut down Chuba Hubbard. Had his second lowest, I believe, second lowest output of the year.
1: Um,
0: but, I mean, what else can you say about this defense?
1: Yeah, I really feel like the, you know, OU's defense is bad storyline is just recycled by, you know, people that just aren't aware of the changes that we've made. I mean, we're the best in the conference, so you hear it from people saying, "Oh, you know, OU's defense, OU's defense. Like, I heard that from uh, so many OSU people this weekend, and it's... uh, it it hasn't been our defense that is causing issues for us really at all. Even in our even in our losses. You know, our issue has not been on that side of the ball really. So I do think it's a it's a bit of a recycled storyline, but
0: Yeah. It's 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 a stale take that just isn't it's not accurate anymore. And while we did look I do think we did legitimately look bad against Kansas State, that's just You know setbacks happen, but since then I feel like they've they've showed up fine. You know they they play when they you know they play solid. Um, Ever since the second half of Baylor, they've been just a stellar unit, Uh, and you know I'm really interested to see how they play against them again because they did make some changes. But uh, I agree, it's just such an old narrative, and we got we got to talk about Jim Bora Jr. What an idiot! What an idiot! (laughs)
1: What was his take?
0: His take is that OU doesn't tackle and has no defense, and basically his notes mm. are exactly from 2018.
1: Did you see some of the tackling in this game, though? I mean, it's. I'm not saying the tackling's This was our, This was our worst game tackling by far. Uh, probably this year.
0: Yeah. No, I, I get it, but I, I'm just saying, like, it's. It, he, he his his whole opinion is that OU has a non-existent defense. He, he, at one point, put Baylor ahead of us, and, like, right now, in, in his, uh, like, playoff, like, six, like, playoff, um, I guess, kind of poll, like, his top six. It, it just, it's nonsensical. I, I think the defense has has definitely improved. They're not the one,
1: they're not the, uh, you know, 100s unit they were last year. No, I mean, it, it's just, it's just an average defense, which is all that we've really been asking for i mean it's not top 25 still but it's an average defense and that's all that we've been asking for so but you are right the tackling has is suspect at uh plenty of times
0: a lot of arm tackles
1: yeah this game was not great but
0: for for sure um it's it's always tough but I mean, what what about like some really great performances? I have to say, especially on the uh, the, the turnover end of things. Um, I mean, you know, there was that there was that big fumble recovery uh, that Motley caused and recovered. There was uh, that interception that should have that was clearly an interception. I don't know. I'm sure you've seen the replays since then, but there was clearly like quite a bit of green in between Motley's foot, and then Motley ended the game with a with a pick. So, I mean, spoiler alert, but he easily gets the game ball for the defense in my mind.
1: Yeah, yeah, defensively it's got to be. Uh, it's got to be Parnell Molly. He had a tremendous game and a tremendous impact on the game with his actions. So,
0: Yeah, and you, you can tell he was, he was fired up for this one particularly because uh, he got absolutely dragged last year. Got uh, removed from the game, in fact. Uh, lost his spot during the game, and uh, he he always gets defined by getting roasted in bedlam's. So having yeah. one final game to really kind of step up and show out for yourself was, I mean that was very that was very impressive to see out of Parnell.
1: Yeah, one last redemption. Yeah, speaking
0: of redemptions, Buki had a very good game as well.
1: He did. Yeah, he he did have a. Uh... I think he was responsible for the touchdown, wasn't he? Uh, he could have stopped it. I, he got burned on a big play at one he, point because uh, Sam and I were talking about it. But yeah, he, yeah, he, he did overall overall very very solid. He did get
0: burnt as is tradition, but as far as tackles goes, ten total. You know, eight solos. Those are night. Nice. That's pretty nice. Led the team in total and solo tackles. Uh, also, great game from. Uh, you know, the two... I, I mean, the, the, the linebacker pair, you know, the young young Nick Benito and David Ogwagbu, just tearing it up again. They've been a total difference maker uh, since John Michael Finley went down. Um, kind of took a couple of weeks for them to really step up and get into that role um, of, you know, being as good as they are, but they've made it super difficult for Chuba Hubbard to break out there.
1: Actually, um, we were... Uh, Sam and I were talking about this during the game as well. For the vast majority of the game, you could see pretty blatantly that um, Murray's only assignment was literally just Chuba Hubbard contain. He he was absolutely a hundred percent just playing contain on Hubbard to the point where you know, they'd be running something out of the gun and fake a handoff and Hubbard would be there, um, you know, doing pass protect, and Murray would just be sitting there right at the line, you know, keeping his feet moving with an eye on Hubbard and in front of Hubbard. So I think that was big to containing him as well. It it, it seemed like our, our game plan was very, you know, Murray's going to sit on him as a spy, and then we might change it up here and there. But that was that was definitely the the running uh, arrangement i haven't seen anyone mention that yet but i didn't do a lot of research yeah and you know
0: the full game's not up yet uh on youtube it's on tv so. right now oh it's uh, yeah that
1: makes sense i would be on, so it'll YouTube be on up it. shortly afterwards they get their one rerun
0: yeah always always good to, you gotta get that one rerun in because yeah that makes sense
1: yeah they, d- they do that um like post game with Lincoln riley where they show like the highlights and then they show the full game after.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, I always like getting insights on the coaches' shows and post games and all that, you know. Yeah, I do too. Um,
1: it's, it's really neat. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, and it, 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 basically, anytime they ask about the SEC and stuff too, that's always kind of cool. <laughs> uh, Barry Trammell got a good one in there um, last <laughs> last Saturday night, which is funny. Um, but another great game on third down. OS, OSU was uh, five from or 5 for 12 on completing third downs and uh oh for, for 3 uh from fourth. So just shutting shutting them down when you really need to shut them down. That was that was huge for Yu. Yeah, uh, that's huge. And one one thing I also want to say about uh Oguegbu and uh Oguegbu and um sorry, Blake here and uh, Benito, they're great in coverage. We, know, we obviously know that from Benito in the Baylor game with his game-saving interception. But our linebackers being able to cover is something we have sorely been needing um, in this defense. And having them be able to ha- have the mobility to get out there and get stops has been impressive. As in, yeah. like, pass coverage, I should note.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. They're, yeah. They are really good for linebackers in that role. Oh, definitely, definitely. So...
0: In general, I, I really not a super like th- this is probably the more one of the most boring Bedlam games we've had in quite a while. If you really think about it, like there hasn't been a, I mean maybe I, I think you have to go back to 2015 where we just went in there and kicked their ass to really pick out a Bedlam game that was just didn't really you know didn't have a lot of spice Oh you just kind of came in dominated on every front and got a win
1: I mean boring is good I'm, uh, I'm good with boring when it comes to this so. yeah n-
0: no after look, we have had a season's worth of excitement these past couple weeks I am very happy with a solid 34-16 win that was, this was one of the mo- more impressive wins of OU season and now that we have the benefit of hindsight and can realize that Texas is trash you know stuff like that I think this might be one of our better wins of the year
1: yeah, I think so as well.
0: I mean, uh, Baylor that was great, but this was this felt like a more complete game. So.
1: It did. Yeah, I mean, it's a worse team that we were playing, so.
0: True, definitely way worse, but um let's move on. Preview Baylor a little bit. Um, yeah. do you have any do you have any laps we need to uh take before we head on out?
1: Um uh, I know I-, I don't really think there's anything of note. I'm just gonna give the annual lap to all the
0: uh, Oklahoma State fans who are talking trash about wrestling. Um,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: That that just that's a prerequisite rap, lap. They they just take them. You know, don't bring up wrestling right now. We just just take your L and move on. You know. Ha- Merry Christmas. Have you know Happy Holidays.
1: Go f- yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I'll
1: just piggyback off that lap
0: super nice friends they they were super nice though um weren't too hostile from uh, my experience you did get to see the 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 bird the guy flipping the birds though so that your experience might have been a little different
1: there was people coming up the whole time uh you know because we were right there by the bands uh for some reason they really enjoyed taking like little videos and stuff of the band playing so I did horns down. I was in like all the videos. so I just flash horns down. <laughs> <laughs> the kid, I was just that guy. I will say this though:
0: OSU's uh, scoreboard team did put a, a a very. I think it went over too many people's heads, um, but it was a very good joke on the scoreboard. They when uh, we were playing Boomer Sooner, they had like a like a Siri. You know what is this song identifier, and it identified the song as uh, Yale Bula Bula. So. Oh, you
1: know what? i i have a I have a take a lap. Yeah, the uh, the OSU scoreboard people as well, because literally fifty percent of their scoreboard content was either just the giant orange screen that said OSU when they should have been doing replays, which they did for maybe four plays the entire game, or at literally at every available opportunity, they just showed people at the game that had, like, tagged themselves in tweets or Facebook posts. Is that what they do every game? Like, OU does it OU does it before the game or, like, once. That literally, like, every other play in between plays, they just started popping up with random boomers that had tagged them like, checked in on Facebook at the game.
0: Oh, it was ridiculous. Man. I, I hadn't, I, I, I noticed it a couple times, but I wasn't paying too much attention to it. But, no, they OU- were, they would
1: not do replays. For oh. anything, they're okay. like, no replay, no. Let's just throw the big orange screen, or we'll do Facebook shoutouts. It was that's
0: that's absurd. I mean, you and you, their uh, play clock broke. That's true. That did happen. Their play, their, the play clock on your end did break. Uh, but yeah. really, just
1: no. It, well, if it breaks on one side, then they shut them all off. Oh, okay. Because uh, it's because I... then it's an you know it's like an unfair advantage that's potentially true. If, if one team has it so. That actually makes a lot of sense. I wasn't thinking about that,
0: but um, yeah, no, it was that. Just you, you, you get a great scoreboard like that, and you use it on, you know, just that. that that's just such a waste of good talent. Also, take a lap, uh, OSU scoreboard team, for your intro video that says, <laughs> "said all the games matter, but this one matters more." <laughs> <laughs> just just make yourself a little bit more little brotherish. Well, why won't you? I will remove one lap for the customary Tombstone intro, though. That is always cool. So, always cool. Uh. Hey, everyone. Before we get started, I just want to talk about our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor simply is the perfect place to go if you're trying to start a podcast. First off, free. That's great. But there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super easy to use. Super intuitive. Super intuitive. Uh, And then once you have that edited, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more places uh, where you listen to podcasts. And when they're distributed, you can start making money from your podcast right away. No minimum listenership. Start getting that Anchor money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm right now to get started. Now, the Schooner Pod. Anyways, let's move on to more important things than Oklahoma State because really can't get any less important than them. So Baylor, Big 12 championship, let's go. So it's a quick turnaround uh, for playing this team. Obviously, we (laughs) played Baylor two weeks ago. Tale of two halves, talked a ton about the duality of that game. Uh, You can hear a lot of the recap of that. Um, if you go through our backlog, but uh, as we enter the big 12 championship, um, Ty, what do you really, what's your, what's your big, um, what are you really looking here or for here uh, from OU to avoid some of the mistakes we had uh,
1: the last time we played? So I think, uh, I think big picture, um, OU needs to cover. Uh, we, we need to not only win, but we need to win. Pretty convincingly, without having to, <clears throat> you know, come back or get up and blow a lead or anything like that. So we need to we need to win pretty convincingly, pretty easily by double digits. Uh, when we look at little picture, I think, you know, you want to see everything that we saw this past week in bedlam with the addition of a significantly more robust receiving game. And I think if we do that, then we're solid.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I I think the biggest thing is just you know make no doubt. You know, look impressive. Yeah. Even if it's if it's a close game, that's I I I, that's whatever. As long as we cover, I haven't seen the spread yet for this week. Uh,
1: I don't. I just I already know that they're going to give you a a ridiculous double digit one.
0: Yeah, it's going to be. It's always annoying. Our, our spreads are always annoying. We actually... I'm, I'm pretty impressed that we covered last week, but... Um,
1: yeah, shout out to the defense for helping that happen. Let me see. Yeah. Okay, it's
0: OU-8 OU uh, on ESPN.
1: All right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Action Network has nine, so... Okay. According to points bet, I guess, but... The over-under for the game, this is interesting, is 62.5. That... I mean that's about
0: around where I mean it's that's technically under uh, what we had, I believe. Wait, is uh, the game not at seven? Oh no, it's an eleven a.m. kickoff.
1: Oh yeah, surprise! Oh, that totally changes all my plans. I thought it was at seven. No, no, no,
0: no. It's at it's at eleven a.m. It got announced like halfway through the season. <sighs>
1: Well, okay. Guess we're yeah. not going to the Mavs
0: game. Oh well, we get we get one final big nude Saturday to close out the the year. Um, but I, I agree. I think OU really needs to have an impressive game. I think they really did kind of figure out a lot of things with Baylor there. But Baylor's looked really good since leaving that. Uh, since 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 that incredible comeback, I believe they've allowed. I mean, granted, it was Baylor and Texas, but they've outscored their previous two opponents by a combined score of 80, uh, 85 to 16. <laughs> and, and I mean, yikes.
1: Yeah, and, and you don't want to get caught in that, uh, you know, loop that I'm sure is prevalent in all fan bases, but that. You know, assuming that your team is making adjustments and that the other team is going to be the same one that you face. So, um, Baylor has a really solid coaching staff as well. And you know that they've been watching and they've been making adjustments and are making adjustments probably as we speak. So, exactly. And, and as you guys listen to this. So, they saw what worked for us too. Um, and we're not going to be able to show up doing that same thing. Or even doing, you know, exactly what we did in, in Bethlehem. It's not going to work because they're going to be ready.
0: True. Thankfully, though, we do have an adjustment that they can't make, and that's the addition of C.D. Lamb. Which I kind of forget that we... I keep forgetting that we didn't have C.D. for Baylor. We didn't? No, remember? Oh, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> we didn't <laughs> exactly. really have him for Bethlehem either, so...
0: True, 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 true. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's kind of been a little, you know... Put on the you know middle burner, which I think is okay. Uh, he's had a hell of a season so far. Give him give him a, give him a bit of rest, you know. Let him you know you don't want to give anyone too much of a workload. That's one thing I forgot to mention uh, when we were talking about the OSU game. Uh, tremendously, have cut cut down on Hertz's run uh, running attempts. He only had like sixteen, which I know which is still a lot, but um. Yeah, I, I think really the, big, the biggest thing is just playing like we did in that second half and really the past couple weeks and slow the slow the game down on offense, keep the ball out of the Baylor offensive, um, keep it out of their hands, and just kind of keep keep grinding.
1: Yeah. yeah, if we can if we can manage the time of possession and also you know turn that into points, so we've. We've been really good at managing the time of possession lately, but we've had some issues sometimes, you know, closing it out or finishing. Definitely. So if we can combine those two things, uh, we will be solid offensively and then defensively. You know, I, <coughs> sorry, I, I wouldn't expect the performance that we had um, the second half against them the entire time, um, you know, because that would mean that we hold them to what 138 points or 138 yards all game? Yeah, I think <laughs> we can hold them under under, under 138 points. Hopefully, you yeah. Know. Ho- hopefully
0: that'd be that'd be uh, a shootout.
1: <laughs> no, but yeah, we're not going to. Don't expect to see two second halves. That would be OU holding them to 138 yards all game, which is just absurd. If you're expecting that, so don't expect that. But um, Baylor need more going complete move- performance across the board.
0: Yeah, Baylor's going to move the ball down the field for sure. I mean, especially, you know, Denzel Mims was very effective against us, incredibly effective against us in that first half. Um, it's really about just just keeping that – just bringing that pressure back. You know, uh, I, I I think Baylor might – they might probably go away a bit from that quarterback run game. And in that case, you know, it'll be – I don't know. It'll be interesting because – the The ability for Brewer to run was so critical to
1: we'll have Caleb their Kelly success. as well.
0: Yeah, that's true. We also have Caleb Kelly. We'll be playing him. So it's just it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be a really hard fought game. This Baylor team's legit. Anyone doubting them at this point? I just don't. You know they're they're good. Uh, so I don't know. I'm I'm really excited to see this game though. Uh, always Big Twelve Championship. Always exciting. Uh, we've mentioned that it's dumb that we have to replay, but it
1: might be the thing that yeah. hops us
0: over or hops us uh, against Utah. Uh, I don't think so.
1: I, yeah. So I, I, th- I'm not saying I don't think oh you can hop or will hop Utah. I'm saying this year when it's a team that we've already beat, I don't think it matters.
0: Yeah, I, I think I, it's I, always
1: good to have that extra game. Maybe, but you I, I know, think it, last year it could not have been more perfect without it. We wouldn't have made it last year, I think, but
0: yeah, I, I think it really gives us a nice like kind of cushion where we can be like, Hey, you know, that kind of bad game we played, we've improved since then. And I, I, I don't know. I, th- I think, I think selling the improvement of OU and that they figured it out might be, I mean, it's only been a couple games, but I think that could be nice. Just, just stick the landing on this season helps off a bit or helps everything out a bit um, after the two rocky games against well three rocky games four rocky games sorry Kansas State Iowa State <laughs> Baylor TCU um, and then kind of close on a on a good note against OSU and Baylor but in general I don't know I'm really excited for it Are you excited to uh, you excited
1: to head down to Arlington I mean less so now that I know it's an 11 a.m. kick. Yeah, and uh, you get to miss Lukovac on the day of. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I'm sorry. That like definitely changes everything.
1: I mean, I'm glad you mentioned something. <laughs> my <laughs> my dumbass would have been rolling into Dallas at like 12:30, standing in line for the Mavs game.
0: <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, that's all I got to say about this game. It's 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 hard to talk about a rematch. Especially when we've seen how it can go on both ends, and I think it might be a little bit of both. But I, I kind of think I think kind of think we saw Baylor's best shot. You know that 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 was just a, a special night for Baylor, and um, it's kind of hard to you can't replicate that. I, I know revenge is a very good motivating factor, but I just I don't see him coming back and hitting hitting us hard. Like they did uh, a couple weeks ago on the Brazos, so those are my 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 final thoughts on that. Uh, Anything you want to say before we uh, peace out?
1: No, I think uh, I think that's a good little preview. I mean, it's broadly the same team that we saw not that long ago, and uh, you know we made you guys aware of the changes that have occurred to OU. So uh, that's pretty much all that's public on this. You know, obviously we don't know the changes that each team is going to make, so we're just going to have to see, but. I think that OU is much better prepared coming into this one than we were into our first failing matchup.
0: It feels like we've really found ourselves. Like, we've really figured out
1: who this team is. Yeah, and it seems like the only difference has just been play calling. Play calling. Again, I don't want to, you know, go back to just, you know, confirmation bias of my own theory, but...
0: But, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And And then, you know, obviously take care of the football like we did against Oklahoma State, and I think things are things will go well. You know, when, when OU plays disciplined and doesn't give up a short field, they're so hard to stop. So, anyways, that was our uh, that was our Big Twelve preview and our Oklahoma State recap. Thank you so much for listening. We are almost at the end of this long journey uh, through the regular season. We'll be we will be uh, keeping you updated through the postseason, though uh, giving you updates. It's about time for the bowl. pick'em. Are you excited about that one? I'm very excited for that one. Oh, we got some plans for that. That's going to be very fun. Uh, about bowl season. It's about to get really fun. I'm really excited. So, uh, lots of, lots of fun bowl content coming your way. And, uh, yeah. So next time we talk to you, um, Ford and I will be dropping our playoff push pod on, uh, on Tuesday, so uh, right after the college football playoff show uh, reveals what they have to say, so we'll be talking Oregon, OU, all that stuff, and then we are going to do picks. Uh, Thanksgiving kind of tripped us up last time, but we're gonna find <laughs> a way to do we're gonna find a way to do picks this time, and we'll be a good pod. So, anyways, for me and Ty, we will see you tomorrow to talk uh, the college football playoff. Uh, but until then, Boomer Sooner
1: Boomer Sooner, Jesus Yep, Boomer Sooner, Jesus, it's back It's Baylor week <laughs> <laughs> It's Baylor week, we do Boomer
0: Sooner, Jesus a so aimless life filled
1: with sand I wouldn't let my dear Savior in. Then Jesus came like a stranger in the night Praise the Lord, I saw the
0: light I saw the light, I saw the light No more darkness, no more night Now I'm so happy, no sorrow
1: inside Praise the Lord, I saw the light